Imagine if you could sit down at your desk in the morning, piping hot coffee in hand, you could pop open your laptop, double click on a document on your desktop that says life plan, so you could check on what's happening this week, this month, or even this year. Well, I wanna help you create that plan. Let's spend five days together making a roadmap for your future so that you can live all the rest of your days on purpose. Yes, you can own the future that's coming your way. The five-day Own Your Future Challenge is absolutely free to join, and I've got a spot with your name on it. Don't let another week, month, year, or even decade pass you by without owning the vision for who you want to become and the impact you want to make while you're alive. This is five free days of learning from incredible world leaders, helping you to uncover who you truly are and leading you to craft a roadmap and set goals aligned with the future meant for you. This is important. Join me and other amazing global leaders and experts to help you own your future starting May 11th. You can join right now for free at jennaschallenge.com. That's jennaschallenge.com for the five-day Own Your Future Challenge. I can't wait to see you there. You're listening to The Gold Digger Podcast, episode number 99. 99, you guys, we're almost to 100. Today I'm sharing five different ways for you to crank out better content, how to really get in touch with the content creation that is going to matter the most within your business, serve your audience in the best way, and create longevity in your marketing plan. Guys, we are not meant to be hamsters spinning on our wheels, so let's focus on quality and not quantity, and I'm going to tell you exactly how to do that in today's show. Let's dive on in. You're listening to the Gold Digger Podcast with Jenna Kutcher, the live workshop style business podcast for creative girl bosses. So you can train from the experts how to dig in, do the work, and tackle your goals along the way. Here's your host, photographer, educator, artist, and mac and cheese lover, Jenna Kutcher. Who are we fooling? You hate ads, right? It's like, just give me the content and stop trying to sell me on another thing. Guess what? I heard you loud and clear, so loud and clear that I'm doing something totally radical and I'm letting go of all of my sponsorships. Now, I might be crazy, but bear with me because when I started this show, The Gold Digger Podcast, it was all about impacting people with the best free education out there. And so to align with my mission, this show is not sponsored anymore. But it is brought to you by our free Pinterest resource, The Ultimate Pinterest Guide. That's right. It's entirely free and a full seven-page guide to help you crack the code on Pinterest. Just get your hands on it by going to www.jkpinterest.com and snag it. That's right. Another free resource made especially for you at jkpinterest.com. Enjoy. Now, let's get to the good stuff. Are you guys ready? Hello, hello, it's your content creation queen. Just kidding. That's like the worst nickname ever. But hey guys, it's Jenna Kutcher and today we are going to talk all about five ways that you can crank out better content. 
Now, let's be honest. When we became entrepreneurs, nobody told us that it meant spending lots and lots of hours behind our keyboards trying to create content that people actually wanted to consume. I feel like every day is like trying to crack the code on what it is that people want so that we can bust through those algorithms and get more engagement and be seen and get our emails read and have actual people read our blog. And so if you are feeling overwhelmed or over worked and underpaid or whatever it is that you're feeling today, I hope that this episode truly inspires you and gives you a little insight into how I create content. Because if you can imagine, and I want to kind of outline all the ways that I create content in my business, I am basically the content creation queen. And I've had to figure out different ways throughout the years on how to actually create well thought out content, intentional content, meaningful, purposeful content that can serve my audience without spending days and days and days and days on it. And so if you think about it, here I am recording a podcast. I have a blog that gets published three to five times a week. I send out an email newsletter at least once a week. I create multiple courses. I have an online template shop, the Jenna Kutcher shop. I create social media content. I help other people create content. So when you start to look at all these different avenues and things, you can probably tell that it would be very easy to become overwhelmed by the the mass amount of content that needs to be created to keep my business running. But I have broken down and created this system that I am excited to share about today. Now, regardless of what you do, chances are you're probably on social media. So you're creating content there. You maybe have like a Facebook page. You got to create content there. Perhaps you have a YouTube channel or you serve people through an email list, which if you're not doing that yet, you should probably get on that. You might be on Pinterest, which is another thing that I love, or Twitter. You probably have a blog or a website where you're creating content. And so chances are you might be on the content creation struggle bus. And the goal after today is to have you feeling confident in how you can create the right content for the right audience with the right messaging and how you can repurpose it because repurposing things is pretty much amazing. And if you're not doing it yet, you will after this episode. So I want to walk through five different tricks and most of these we've talked about in different capacities on the show, but I want to break down how it can actually help you when it comes to creating content. And I want to walk through these five things that can really, really streamline your system and help you just feel confident that you are creating the right content. So tip number one is poll your audience. How many times have we talked about this on the show? Probably a bajillion but that is because it is so important. Who better to ask about what to create than the people that you are creating it for? Now, as entrepreneurs, one of the biggest traps that we fall into is we're like, I know what the people need. I know what they want. But what if they don't actually want that? Then you're out there creating this stuff and nobody cares. Like crickets freaking suck when you put out something you worked really hard on and nobody cares. So you can't be too proud to poll your audience because polling your audience is probably the best place to start. Now, maybe you're like, okay, I don't really have an audience. Yeah, you do. If you have 10 followers on Instagram, you have 10 people that you can ask a question to. 
If you've served even one dream client in your entire existence, you have one person that could answer questions that could probably give you information for more dream clients. So I want for you to first just think about the importance and the power of polling your audience And next, think about how you can pull the right parts of your audience. Because I could easily put a question out there to my hundred, blah, 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 thousand, whatever the number is, Instagram followers. And I could get tons and tons and tons of feedback, but it might not be helpful feedback because they might not actually be my ideal clients. So if I want to really get focused on creating content, then I need to look down into the segments of my audience and ask the right questions to the right people. So if I want to create something for the photography community, maybe it would make more sense instead of just putting out a blank statement on Facebook, maybe it would make more sense to hop into my photography specific Facebook group and ask that question. Or if I want to create a new podcast episode, instead of just throwing it out into the universe where people might not even know I have a podcast, how about I pop in and ask it in my Facebook group for my insiders? Guys, we have talked about the power of Facebook groups, and this is probably one of the best places you can pull your audience. I would say the second best place to pull your audience is through your email list. Again, guys, if you don't have one yet, this is your kick in the pants to get going on that. So I want to share a few different questions that you could ask if you're like, okay, well, I know I have some sort of audience. Might not be quite ideal yet, but we'll get there. Don't worry, we'll get there, guys. Everything is a slow process. But questions like this can really help you determine what sort of content you should be creating. And it can also help just inspire you because how crappy is it to sit there and look at that little cursor, just hang out, taunt you while you got no words to say. So a few questions. Question number one, what is your number one struggle in your XYZ right now, in your life, in your business, in your entrepreneurial journey, in your photography journey, in your wedding planning journey? What is your number one struggle in blank right now? Put that one question out there and watch the results roll in because we are all struggling. We are all aboard the struggle bus. People want to talk about their problems, give them a platform to do it and have intention and purpose behind it. Another question could be, if you could have one tool to help you with blank, what would it be? Again, fill in the blank there with whatever it is that you're serving, whether it's a product or a service. If you could have one tool to help you with planning your wedding, if you could have one tool to help you with email automation. If you could have one tool to help you with starting your own podcast, what would it be? Now, if you are asking the right people this question, they are going to have a response. Because how many times a day are we sitting there Googling or searching on Pinterest for solutions to the problems that we have while we're trying to do certain things? We all have those problems. And so if you can ask this question, if you could have one tool to help you Ba-boom, bada-bing, you're going to know what kind of content that you can create in order to help them. Even if you don't have the tool yourself, you can start creating different steps or tips or tricks or strategies that you can serve your audience with. Another question, what is something you wish you had in order to blank, make your life easier, get things done faster, find more joy, whatever that is in your work? 
Hello, ask that. What is something you wish you had to fill in the blank, blank in your work? So if you are trying to help people with different education things, what is something you wish you had in order to grow your Pinterest following right now? What is something you wish you had to be more engaged on Instagram? Again, these questions are so simple, but if you just put them out there, people are going to be happy to answer them. Now, once you put them out there, don't just like post them for the sake of posting. I want for you to compile that data, look for the trends, not just in the responses, but in the words people are using, in the emotion they're putting behind it, in the pain points that they're talking about. We on my team, we keep an ongoing Google document so that we can keep track of what needs are aligned with what I can teach. Now, if somebody's like, I need help learning how to knit a sweater, like clearly I don't know how to knit, not going to be something I can help them with, but maybe I can point them in the right direction. But if somebody is like, I need help figuring out how to grow my email list. Okay, great. What kind of tools and tips and strategies or even a course can I make in order to help them do that? Spoiler alert, I've created all those things because people kept asking me about that. So I don't have to change me in order to fit that mold, but I can look insightfully for ways that I am able to serve my audience based on what they are communicating as a need. Now, we ask questions like this all the time, and we ask super specific questions based on where we're at in terms of what we're working on, what I'm working on creating. If I'm creating a bunch of new freebies, if I'm creating a brand new course, if I'm creating new podcast episodes, we ask the right people those questions, and then we really look at the results because a lot of times we're going to see different trends. We're going to see different questions popping up where it's like, hey, I can totally help with this. And when you come at it from a place of service and not selling. Your content creation needs to be fueled by serving, not selling. Remember that. I want to like tattoo that on your forehead, serve before you sell. Then you can really have awesome intention behind what you're creating and you can do it knowing that it is going to help people. Now, a lot of times people will be like, Jenna, I suck at selling. And I am like, amen, sister. I suck at it too. But I can sell because I know that the stuff that I am creating is going to change people's lives. I have the confidence in the work that I am putting out there to know that it will impact others. And it takes that weird, scammy, sleazy factor out of selling. So when you can pull your audience, when you can create stuff that is going to serve them, when it comes time to sell, you can do so with confidence because I don't just think, oh man, I'm asking people to spend $50, $100, $500, $1,000 on something. I'm thinking if they can spend this money, it is going to change their lives. And that totally changes the tone and the way that you approach the sale. So number two is to think about your end goal. So what are you going to be working towards in the future? When it comes to content creation, a lot of times we get stuck in this rabbit hole of creating content just to create. But I want for you to think bigger and broader. What pieces of information could you educate your audience on that might prepare them for what you're going to be offering? We teach the what and the why to try and help our audience with mindset shifts or limiting beliefs that are going to show them that they need to learn the how from us or from somebody else. And so when you look at the big picture, whenever it comes time to create content, you want to be teaching the what and the why. 
because a lot of times people need time to wrap their head around why this is important or what it's going to look like within their lives so that when the how comes into play, you are the expert in that area. So when you're looking at content, there always has to be a bigger purpose. If you're creating content for creating sake, you're going to be wasting your time. You're going to be chasing your tail. You're never going to be able to really look at, hey, what is the purpose in this? Who is this serving? How is this going to play a role in my business down the road? So whether you're sending an email to an email list, publishing a blog post, posting on social media, there should always be this bigger goal in mind specifically when it comes to your business. Now, this doesn't mean that every single post you put out there needs to market yourself, but there has to be a bigger vision vision in sight, whether it's simply serving people or creating connection through your personal life or encouraging them to take action or inviting them to another place with you. What is the purpose of the content that you're creating? Now, when I used to create content, and this was something that I really struggled with, especially when starting out, is I was that person that was creating for creation's sake. So I am super type A when it comes to my business. I am very routinized. I love and seek out structure within my business. And so I started without a website. I started with just a blog and I blogged five days a week without fail. So I would blog Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, no laps. I would post it every single single day at 8am, I was a prisoner to my blog. And at some point after you've published like 500 posts, you're like, I literally have nothing else to say. And I started to realize like, I am just creating for the sake of creating. I'm just putting stuff out there because I feel like I have to. And when I started to realize that and wrap my mind around it, I started to shift my own limiting beliefs into the fact that content can be so purposeful that it can be intentional, that it can have longevity, which we'll talk about in a little bit. But I wanted to start looking at the end goal. And so what that looked like for me was cutting down the amount of content I was creating every single week, but creating more quality and less quantity. And so when it comes time to content creation, I want for you to look at this big picture. Like what is the big end goal for you? Is it to book more clients? Is it to automate more things? Is it to teach more people? Is it to create a mastermind? Is it to serve an online audience? Whatever that looks like. And then I want for you to go backwards. So start with a big goal and start working backwards and say, what small things can I create to help serve that bigger purpose? Now I can confidently tell you that everything that I'm doing in my business when it comes to content creation is serving something bigger. It's serving you guys in a bigger way. It's serving my email list in a bigger way. It's serving my students in a bigger way. So when I sit down to create content, I have this sense of purpose because I know that it is moving me closer towards that end goal. And let's be honest, we're never going to arrive at that end goal. It's always changing and evolving, but it's so important to know where it is we're going with this. Excuse the interruption. I know you are enjoying this content and your brain feels like it might explode. And so I wanted to drop in and remind you of our totally free resource created with you in mind. If you're only on Pinterest pinning recipes, fashion inspo, and home decor, it is time to up-level your pinning game and get more Pintentional with your strategy. This show isn't brought to you by a sponsor and I'm sparing you on the ads, but it is made possible by our free ultimate guide to Pinterest. And 
I want you to get your hands on it. Cool? So hop on over to jkpinterest.com, grab your copy, and start rocking Pinterest with intention today. Hit pause, go get your guide, and then we can jump right back into today's show. I'll see you over at jkpinterest.com. Now back to the good stuff. Number three is to offer a freebie in order to grow your list to capture email addresses. So 60% of my monthly site visitors are people who have visited my site before. So returners. But what about that other 40%? If they've arrived on my site because they've searched for something in Pinterest, found me through a Facebook ad, or listened to a call to action from Instagram, I want to make sure that my website isn't just the end game. I want to be able to aim that I will capture capture them onto my email list so that I can start or continue that conversation. Now, the truth is, if they've stumbled on my site, it's not likely that they're going to find their way back again organically. So creating some sort of irresistible freebie related to the article that they are reading is the best way to get them to hand over their email address so that I can drop into their inbox with more content for them. So I want for you to think about this because I think that a lot of times we have it wrong. We are constantly trying to push people to our website, to our blog, and rightfully so because this is a space that we've created online that we have more control over. We have far more control over our website than we do have over social media. Like we're not in control of Facebook. We're not in control of Instagram or Pinterest. We are just renting our space there. And so our big end goal should always be tied into capturing that lead, not just in a sense of a monetary value, but in a sense of a service value so that we can continue to serve these people so that eventually, if they're ready to purchase, we are front of mind. Now, I used to never have email opt-ins or places that people could opt in on my blog. And so here I was growing this blog following of, you know, tens of thousands of people that were reading my blog, but I had no bigger purpose. I had no bigger vision for it. I basically was just banking on the fact that if people are reading my blog, then I'm front of mind, then they're going to refer me to people that needed a wedding photographer, which isn't like wrong to think that, but there has to be a bigger goal here. And so now that our strategy has really expanded and we're leveraging platforms like Pinterest and we're using this podcast and I'm sharing more content and I'm creating more freebies, I want a way to capture anyone that is landing on my website so that I can serve them and be more connected to them through their inbox. We've talked about this a lot, but email marketing is far more intimate than just serving people through things like a blog because you are showing up in their inbox and based on the actions that they're taking, you can serve them really awesome content that you know they're going to find value. So we want to capture that lead. And one of the best ways that you can do this in terms of content creation is to offer freebies that are aligned with why they're landing on your website in the first place. So when I look at my business, I'm serving multiple ideal clients over multiple platforms. We have so many different branches of my business that I need to be creating content that is serving all these different branches, which could easily overwhelm anyone. But when you can know without a question that you have content that you can serve them that is going to make their life easier or more simpler or just bring more joy to their lives, it's a lot easier to know what sort of content to create. 
One of the biggest things that I see as a mistake that entrepreneurs are making is that they will have a pop-up on their site, which I think is awesome. It's an awesome way to capture, but that pop-up is just to sign up for a newsletter, which uh, Shutter, hello, we like don't want to be on any more newsletters. If anything, we want to make our inbox a less crazy place. So instead of just saying sign up for our newsletter, you want to offer them something that is so irresistible, they are willing to trade their email address for it. So whether it's a free guide or a chapter from your ebook or a 10% off discount or I don't know, any other insider or exclusive things, you want to make that offer so good that people are like, heck yes, take my email address, reach out to me again, because I want this. I know that I need this. And so we have definitely split tested different things within my business. And we always just want to be giving people an invitation to go that extra step with us. So we realize like, okay, not all of these tens of thousands of people that are landing on our page are going to opt in, but maybe a hundred people will or a thousand people will. And maybe those people are those devoted fans that are excited to hear from me, that read every single email, that take in every bit of free content that I put out And maybe those will be the people that will sign up for my paid offers. And so again, when you're looking at that big picture, you want to figure out how you can offer a freebie to grow your email list and capture those email addresses. And this was something that when Drew started his business, I really drilled down on because I'm like, babe, I don't care how many Instagram followers you have. I don't care if your Facebook page doesn't post at all, which spoiler alert, he doesn't post on there at all. But I want for you to focus on creating free content that is so good that your audience has to opt in for because these are going to be the people that will become your one-on-one coaching clients for your food planning and your nutrition planning. And so I really had to instill this in him because guys, looking back, my number one regret was that I didn't start an email list sooner. I waited way too long, way too long. I missed out on years and years and years of capturing email addresses so that I could serve my audience in such a specific, way more personal way. Now, another cool thing to tie tip number one and tip number three together is once you have that email list, you can pull that email list and my goodness, you are going to get some awesome feedback, some awesome inspiration for the next pieces of content that you want to create. So email lists, guys, you just got to do it. Okay, number four is to break it up into bite-sized pieces. So now that we've covered how to talk about what you're working on and focusing on converting your readers into email subscribers, I want to talk a little bit about actually creating that content. You want anything that you're creating, your posts, your freebies, your Instagram posts, whatever that looks like to solve a problem or answer a question or set expectations or entertain or educate. Each of your posts should have a purpose and have a flow. I've talked about this before, but I love to ask myself these three questions before I publish anything, whether it's a blog post or an Instagram post or a Facebook post or an email. And it is, who is this serving? How is it making their life easier, simpler, or bringing them joy? And am I doing it justice? So if I'm going to talk about something, I'm not just going to like allude to something. I want to make sure that I'm fully teaching or fully engaging or fully sharing what I have so that I'm just putting it out there as an act of service. 
So if you're thinking about creating content and you're feeling overwhelmed, I want for you to try to break up your content into smaller pieces, small paragraphs. You can use bold headlines and make it easy for people to skim and read the highlights and get the content where they are most interested in quickly. I think I heard that we have like a mind span of like eight seconds when it comes to the internet. So a lot of times I'll open an article and I'll just skim the headlines. And if something pops out enough that I want to read the full article, that's when I'll make up my decision. And so not only do we have to get people to actually click on the link, but we have to capture their attention and using things like headlines and having smaller pieces of more digestible content can really help get what you're writing to be read, which is really awesome. So if there's like a ton of text, it's really likely for your viewers or readers to get overwhelmed and to click away. So I love to try and create five paragraph essays for content. Like we all remember this from ninth grade English. So I'll do a short intro paragraph about what this is about. I'll try to have three main points and then a closing paragraph so that it's super easy to read. You get the content delivered fast and that there are headlines that are going to get to the main points, even if you don't read the full article. So if you're like, okay, I need to create some content. I'm feeling overwhelmed. I don't want to write like five pages of content. I want for you to just start thinking about smaller bite-sized pieces that you can then elaborate on. You don't have to write these like 10 sentence paragraphs. You could do three sentence paragraphs and just get to the point. I think that a lot of times when it comes to blogging, we put so much pressure on ourselves to write these really long, elaborate blog pieces and nobody's actually reading them because there is so much fluff that we never actually feel like we're getting the content that's being promised. So when you're going to share the content that you've created, have the promise and the purpose be so clear, have it really well organized and broken up into digestible chunks and then have really captivating and eye-catching headlines for each of those chunks so that people know and get the information that they need quickly and easily so that they actually ingest what you're putting out there. Now, this last tip is something that it took me a while to figure out, like I said, but share your content and then share it again and again and again and again. You've written your killer blog post. You've shared it on your social channels. You've included it in your newsletter. And I'm betting at this point, you're just ready to call it done and forget about it and move on to the next piece of content. But here is my challenge to you. Share it and share it and share it again. Because here's the thing. Even your most devoted followers may have missed this awesome content you created. A fraction, like a super small fraction, is actually seeing what it is that you're posting. What about that new follower that arrives long after you've created this awesome content? You want to create with the thought that content has longevity and it will be relevant a week, a month, even a year from now. Here's the thing no one, except maybe your mom, is doing. No one's blog stalking you. No one's just refreshing your feed, waiting for the next post for you. And no one will notice that you're repurposing content. In fact, people will probably be thankful that you're doing that because they probably missed the post in the first place. Think about your reach. Now I have between my social media platforms, almost 200,000 followers. And I would say that maybe 3% of people are actually seeing what I'm putting out there. So if I'm putting it out again and again, my chance 
chances of more people seeing it are so much better. So I intentionally cycle through my most popular articles regularly using sites like Meet Edgar and repinning old content in Tailwind for Pinterest. So basically what we do when it comes to content creation is every month we will pull the Google Analytics that are attached to my blog and we'll look at what were the 10 top articles of the month. Now with that, I schedule them into my library and meet Edgar saying, these ones did really well. They got a lot of views. Maybe we can keep pushing them out. Maybe once a month, we'll push these 10 articles back out into the universe so that more people can see them and be impacted by them. And then I go on and design pins that I use Tailwind to schedule out and loop these pins so that they are constantly being reshared and brought to the tops of my boards so that this content that I'm creating isn't just serving a purpose for today or tomorrow, but it is serving and attracting more followers that I can then in turn capture with my email marketing. Guys, do you see how this can work? So when you are looking at content creation, which we all look at and roll our eyes at, or we put it at the bottom of our to-do list because we feel overwhelmed, there is a way bigger picture at play. It starts with polling your audience and knowing exactly what they need so that you can create an irresistible offer that is going to capture their attention, capture their email address so that you can continue to serve them with content until you are ready to sell. And when you are ready to sell, you have served them so well that your audience is going to be so eager to be a part of what it is that you have to offer. And you, my friend, are not going to be creating more quantity. You are going to be focused on creating more quality, which is going to free up more time. It's going to create more creativity in your life. And it is going to inspire you because you know exactly what you are creating and who you are creating for and that you are creating content content that can last a long time so that you are not always just spinning your wheels trying to think about what's next. Pretty crazy, right? I took that full circle, full freaking circle. I hope that this is inspiring. So when it comes to cranking out awesome content, I want for you to use these five tips and I want for you to really start putting strategy behind what it is that you're posting. There is a bigger picture at play. Maybe you've never thought about it in that way. Maybe it's time that you start thinking about it so that as you are creating, you are creating with purpose, you're feeling inspired, and you know that the content that you're putting out there is going to serve other people. Nothing beats that, my friends. Absolutely nothing. So my gold diggers, I hope that this inspires you. It gets you encouraged to be really purposeful and intentional with the content that you're out there creating. And I hope that it encourages you to know that you don't always have to be creating new stuff. You can sit down and create some really good stuff that is going to serve your audience for the days, the weeks, and the months to come. Until next time, gold diggers, keep on digging your biggest goals. I will catch up with you super soon. Thanks for listening to Gold Digger. Dive into show notes for this episode and all past episodes at www.golddiggerpodcast.com. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next time. You gold digging dream chaser you.